You are listening to the Gear 30 Podcast, a community, you could even call it a support group, for people addicted to outdoor adventuring and all the gear that goes with it. There is no shame here. In spite of what your spouse or partner may say, we believe it's okay to own five tents, seven backpacks, and 18 jackets. Our slogan, inspired by the great explorer Sir Ranolf Fiennes, is, there is no such thing as bad weather, only inappropriate gear. So if you're an aspiring outdoor adventurer, a mountain guide, or anyone in between, you are in the right place. Welcome to the Gear 30 Podcast, where we talk about outdoor adventuring and all the gear that goes with it. <clears throat> Chase, you want to kick us off on today's topic? Well, I, I have a, I have a fun oh, fact. Fun oh, fact. fun fact first. I have a fun fact, but you guys already know this one, so you have to act like I didn't tell you during the break. Okay. 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 Which state offers, it's actually a unicorn hunting license? Hmm, I have no idea. Wyoming? No, it rhymes with Michigan. <laughs> Tishigan? No, really close though. Uh, yeah. Michigan. Mi- Michigan. Michigan. Uh, oh, the only state that rhymes with Michigan. Michigan. No. Unsurprisingly, the chief herald of the unicorn hunters uh, was <laughs> was once quoted saying, "Quote: The pursuit of the unicorn is a lonely quest." End quote. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we wish him nothing but good luck. I wonder if they actually. <clears throat> how many times? If you are if you buy a hunting license, like the money goes to the state, right? Like if you've got like, like here in Utah, and you buy you know a fishing license, hunting license, it goes to, the, so they can have funds to help protect yeah. those you know places. So um, the unicorn hunting license, they sell those, and then people buy them. And they're just getting free. They're just getting money. You know what? Utah could catch on. Is anybody... We have a a Bigfoot hunting license. If you want to go hunt Bigfoot, you have to buy a license. Bam. Bigfoot hunting license. That would be amazing. And it's like... It's only 10 bucks. And... The thing should be like $2,000. Well, but if you make it 10 bucks, people are going to do it just because they're like, oh, that's cool. I want to do it just to say I got one. Yeah. And then boom. Money. Money. I got my Bigfoot hunting license. Mm Mm-hmm. Or you can make them two thousand dollars, and the really uh, classy rich folk are gonna buy them. Mm, That's true. Did you know that unicorns are real thing? Well, that's why we're talking about this. I know, but you there was just a slight tone of sarcasm in your voice. Oh, sorry. But it's a real thing. No, it's not. Well, I mean, it was. It's extinct now. Okay. But according to the Bible, here's here's a in the Bible. It didn't make the Noah cut off. Probably. It didn't make the... Yeah, Noah was like, unicorns. <laughs> you know what time it is. Yeah. Well, Hustle on up ya. to the ark. Yeah. But the rhino, some, one of their, their uh, ancestors, the rhino yeah, made it. Yeah, it's a close relative. Mm, I see. Yeah. None so, of the dinosaurs made it. No. But a unicorn, as referred to in the Bible, because here's some just like biblical whatever, biblical... Throwdown fact, knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so... The uh, one of the symbols of the uh, tribe of Judah, I believe, is the lion. But another one is the unicorn. The lion and the unicorn are symbols of the tribe of Judah. Was the unicorn? Was this like a Greek? 
animal or something? Like, how, how far back does the unicorn go? The thing is, is that the unicorn that we see today is not the unicorn talked about in the Bible. The unicorn in the Bible was a real animal. It was just like a wild ox, and it had two horns. But because of the way that it was translated and, and other mythology and stuff like that, over over time now we consider it a one-horned horse. Mm. But it was actually a wild ox with two horns, and it was called a unicorn. Not even close. Yeah, not even close. Yeah. So it's wow. kind of, there you go. Norwal. Yeah, unicorn of the sea. Yeah. yeah. So, um, Did you know that the narwhal's horn, though, is a tooth? What? It's actually a tooth that grows long out. Well, you obviously can't use it very well. <laughs> it's all scrat- to chew it. Tooth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Anyway, um, so what speak, are we talking about today? Of, of, well, I'll see if oh. I can transition this. Uh, speaking of unicorns, uh, things that you don't see very often, um, you shouldn't see pollution. I don't know. Um, you shouldn't see. Um, <laughs> what is that called when you? What's the zero? What are, C- are we? DWR. Shouldn't see. Should, so, it sh- everything like should the be CFS. Zero. Yeah, you shouldn't see the CFS. Or F's, F's, what is it? The PFCs. PFCs. The of the stuff fluorocarbons. Yeah, it should. There should be zero residue of your Oops. product that you're wearing. That so, was a. It's flawless. It <laughs> was really good. Yeah. Thank you. So, so you obviously know exactly what we're going to be talking about with that transition. Pretty much. Um, there's a few countries out there that also believe zero is the right <laughs> answer. And when he says zero, <laughs> what the heck he are we talking about? I thought C-Zero. I knew what we were talking about before this so, intro. Now I'm confused. Yeah. If you're familiar with a DWR, which is a durable water repellency treatment that is on your waterproof clothing. Um, there's different like levels, different potencies, for lack of better terms. Essentially, um, the higher the number, the the more water. the more animals it kills, <laughs> and the better it works. Exactly the at repelling water. water. <laughs> yep. Um. So some countries kind of like 100 deep. <laughs> kind of <laughs> man. Talk. Right. I used that stuff in the Uintas last week. We had 30 percent deep. Didn't do crap. Didn't even touch the mosquitoes. We put that 100% deed on there. I mean, I'm pretty sure it singed my clothing, but man, that stuff keeps those mosquitoes away. Were there a lot of mosquitoes? Yeah. yeah. Well, in, in sections. there was. We'd go through like this swampy area, and it was so gnarly, and then we'd get up onto the ridge lines, and there's nothing, obviously. Yeah. So. yeah. But um, countries such as Norway that has banned, I believe, anything that's a C6 or above, water on like the the dwr treatment so and i don't i don't know what is a c6 and what is a c7 but i know that those are like that's like what your bones in your spine (laughs) c7 is how you measure your backpack Mm -hmm. wow here someone is paying attention to the osprey clinic i'm just saying (laughs) so if you have a c7 you're not allowed in norway (laughs) well you're not allowed to backpack you you have to have it removed before you can go into norway um but like, <coughs> this these, is a horrible episode. <laughs> should no, we, should we start over? No, should this we? is going. This is going. Sorry. We are talking about what the importance, and we had to start with unicorns because people will die. If we, <laughs> just like the unicorn, just we like the will unicorn, follow yeah. the way of the unicorn. Yes, and so if we, we have don't to eliminate the whatever is in the DWR that's harmful to the environment. I've also heard that the uh, C seven increases the melting of the ice caps and increases the speed at which beachside homes will be 
flooded. Do you know what else it does? Ups the Rona. That too. More, more Rona everywhere. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Don't yeah. even get me started on C8. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So okay, let's be legit for a second. So where did you hear about this? So Should I was it? talking to our Rab rep, um, Rab Apparel, Rab Equipment. Um, I had a meeting with them yesterday, and he was talking about different governmental regulations on these things. And the, these these are, for example, if you have a pair of like um, soft shell pants that's really, really, really water resistant, not waterproof, but you can just pour water on it for hours and it's great, it's probably got a pretty high C value to that water repellency. Like it's, it's from, from what I understand, it's not super great for the environment. So Rab and many other brands are releasing um, like an eco-friendly shell, um, eco-friendly materials. It's a C0. Um, it's just as waterproof, but um, it doesn't, psychologically you don't think this is waterproof. So when you throw these jackets on, um, after maybe a couple months, you're going to start to feel it wet out. And it, the water's not actually hitting your skin. It's not going through that waterproof membrane, but the material the the DWR treatment that's on top of that material is is starting to wear out and so you've got to wash it you've got to revitalize that that waterproof membrane Wait, I don't or understand the, the uh, DWR treatment it's still waterproof but on top of that face fabric there's a DWR treatment on that and that's the treatment that they're that's not going to be as potent because okay. that's what's harmful for the environment okay help me out if your fabric is waterproof you don't need a DWR well that's not exactly no. true. Here's the problem, is when your face fabric wets out, it's it really impedes the breathability of the membrane. And so now so, sweat's uh, not Vortex getting through. Pro has DWR? Yeah. Yeah, all of the... How come I never knew this? All of these jackets have this DWR layer that keeps the water beating up and rolling off instead of soaking into the fabric. I thought that that's, was the fabric itself on the, like, the, the Gore-Tex. That's the face, because no. the Gore-Tex is, la- Gore-Tex is laminated to that face fabric. And then they have that the DWR that's put on that top of that face fabric, and like Greg said, to keep that stuff beating off. So Be- this because the moment that the water soaks into the face fabric and soaks the face fabric, it's not actually getting through the membrane, but it is impeding the breathability a lot. And so if you're sweating and stuff, that moisture is not that water vapor is not getting through the membrane as easily, and it's gonna it's gonna get a lot clammier on the inside. So they do that DWR over the top to help keep the water running off and not soaking in and stuff to help keep the breathability high. Mm-hmm. Over time, if you're in the rain for a long time or where it, your backpack straps are rubbing or something, that tends to wet out first, but it's not water getting through the membrane necessarily, not water droplets getting through the membrane, but it is where it kind of stops breathing and that's where you're going to feel the soggiest okay. and stuff. So then C0 <clears throat> is what you're saying. It's gonna. It's a. It it's a DWR. So it's still gonna have a waterproof membrane, a Pertex shield, or Pertex something, waterproof membrane. But the face fabric that has the DWR treatment on it, it's gonna be. It's not as a. Not as potent. Not, not as, as potent. Um, doesn't work as well, so but it's better. You a lot better for the environment. Faster. Then is it gonna work as good? Because it's not gonna breathe so as good. So that's the thing is you've just got to make sure that you're. They they've partnered with Nick Wax. Nick Wax is the one making the DWR for them. You gotta make sure that you're washing your jacket more often, because mm. um, that DWR treatment is gonna last a long time if you take care of it. And so, if you had bought a down a Rab downpour jacket of their old this year, and they're still gonna sell the regular downpour next year, but if you buy one of the traditional downpours, 
99 bucks. It's a really burly in 20, on 2021 when they come out because they're not yeah. out yet. Okay. Um, it's going to last. I mean, you don't have to wash that thing as often because that DWR treatment's more more potent. You know, it's a, it's a stronger um, formula they're using. Well, now they're going to a ZC0, still waterproof, but that that it's going to start wetting it out quicker. Your your oils from your body and those things are going to start to break down that layer or plug that layer up, I guess you should say. And so it's going to be really important that you... As he looks at Greg for... <laughs> like for, for affirmation. <laughs> Greg's um, playing with his pants right now. He's unzipped his pants. What are you doing over there? <laughs> I've Get got my... Pants on. Hey, I've, I'm just playing with my play, side zippers on the Fjall Raven Unzipping his pants. pants. Yeah, okay. It's hot in here. It is hot in here. Anyways, <laughs> moral of the story... <laughs> Greg likes to play with his pants. That's the whole. That's how we got. We had to. We didn't want to dive right into that. We wanted to set it up a little bit. So, all right, we're gonna go unicorn, zero, rab. Greg plays with his pants. So the way the way I understand it, and the way I've always, after years and years of trying to understand all this stuff, and I I probably don't know as much as the DWR engineers and scientists out there, but you've got your membrane that's sandwiched usually between an outer fabric and an inner fabric. And that inner fabric helps protect that membrane from the body. The outer fabric helps protect the membrane from the exterior. And mostly what it's doing is abrasion resistance so that you're not tearing that waterproof membrane. That waterproof membrane that's in that middle layer is keeping water from water droplets from penetrating the jacket and getting to the inside of the jacket. So that membrane it has a it's like a almost like a plastic bag with lots of little microscopic holes in there the holes are too small for water droplets to get through but big enough that water vapor in in gas form can escape and so it's breathable from from the inside but water droplets aren't going to get through the problem is is that when you get water that lands on that um that membrane that water, those water droplets can plug the membrane so that the water vapor can't get out. And that's what happens when that outside fabric wets out and it just completely soaks the membrane. Now the water vapor is not escaping and it's still waterproof, but it's not breathable and you're getting really sweaty and clammy on the inside and it might as well be raining inside your jacket because you're getting wet. Now, the DWR on the top helps keep the water from soaking into that outside fabric and overwhel- and wetting out that that waterproof layer. And so the better the water the DWR, the more breathable your jacket is going to stay for a long period of time. The problem with the DWRs is that the chemicals and stuff that are in the DWRs are really bad for the environment. And as you're out in the environment and, and stuff, they will slowly over time those chemicals wear off into the water into streams and other things like that and so what companies are trying to do now is come up with better and better healthier more environmentally friendly dwr treatments and the c0 treatment that you're talking about that's been developed by nick wax is being used by rab and stuff is environmentally friendly but admittedly it's not doesn't last as long it's not as effective so in order to keep that dwr working well so your jacket's not wetting out too quickly it take you have to wash it more regularly have to dry it in a in a dryer because that helps revitalize that dwr and you may need to reapply dwr more regularly than you maybe would have in the past 
but at least you know that you're not adding toxic chemicals into water systems and other things in the mountains. Is that correct? Yeah, that's exactly how I understand it. And this isn't something unique with Rab. It seems like it's going to be something that's coming out with many brands. Um, You're going to see these Eco, um, these C0, DWR treatments are going to be put on more clothing so that they can sell their product in these countries that don't allow other ones to come in. Um, But also just I think most companies, especially in the outdoor segment, are trying to be more environmentally conscious. And this is one way that they can say that they're doing their part by not making um, DWR treatments that are harmful for the environment. So um, just so you, as you are shopping for waterproof clothing in the next couple of years, you're going to start seeing this. And don't think that either, that your apparel sucks now and that it's not waterproof. Um, it just, you just not, you, now you got to know that you, uh, need or just go bucks. buy all your Gore-Tex now. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Buy it while you can. So as, as you're saying all this, I'm thinking in my head, yeah, it's kind of, it's cool to protect the environment. I'm all for that, but I'm remembering a backpacking trip I had last summer, uh, in the Uintas or in the Wind Rivers, I mean, with my wife on the hike out, it is dumping, dumping rain and overwhelming our DWR as it is. Now, thank goodness the DWR held up as well as it did. I mean, we were hiking for four hours of hardcore downpour. What jacket did you have? I had an Arc'teryx jacket and Arc'teryx pants, and I don't know what DWR is on there now. I know that they dumbed down their DWR, if you can call it that, um, a few years back to be more environmentally friendly. The old ones that they used to have were even better, but, but also more toxic. So they've tried to make their DWRs more and more environmentally friendly, but uh, the DWR that I had on my pants and on my jacket, after about 45 minutes, maybe an hour of downpour, they was overwhelmed. And I was, I could feel the clamminess inside and I, I could feel that the jackets just weren't breathing nearly as well. Now... So basically you've downgraded from your Arc'teryx to a, like a red ledge. yeah maybe (laughs) um so now i'm just thinking like you know good for the environment and i don't think there's anybody in this entire world that would argue like we shouldn't be trying to be careful with the environment protect the environment and stuff but i'm thinking on that day when i'm hiking for hours in a downpour i'm wanting the c7 (laughs) dwr or whatever um but i think i'm probably willing to deal with the it's an interesting the comment because, um, and it really goes to the core of c- capitalism, consumerism being um, like your choices, like your choices. So if you have both products on the market, and at least there's both products on the market, and you can make the choice. Hey, Greg, do you want to destroy the environment? Yep, I sure do. <laughs> you know, and you okay. Here's the one for you. Or do you want to be more environmentally conscious? Right. But if there's if there's ever like a government mandate or anything, or if there's, or if just the the industry just goes to zero, well, now you have no choice. Right. So you will do this. Right. And, and I guess you could argue both ways on whether that's good or bad. But it's interesting to think about because it's like, yeah, but what if I really don't, like I'm willing to to put, I guess, the environment at risk rather than myself on a trip or two a year. Right. Um, and, and really what, <clears throat> I don't know. I yeah, think. so 
if I'm looking at the two, the two options, hey, this one has this C8 DWR and this is a C0, I'm personally probably buying the C0 and dealing with the consequences. Um, I may not, it, you know, if I'm out hiking or whatever, doing day hikes and stuff, big deal. So what? If I'm going on a trip where the performance of my jacket could mean life or death, then I think I'm wanting that C8 DWR on my jacket for that trip. And that's what I mean. Like, there's there's alpinists and right. there's some mountaineering <clears throat> like, I don't care. Like, right. I, I need to live. And some people might think, well, you're being selfish. Uh, yeah, because I don't want to die. Right. Um, so, I like, it shouldn't kill the environment if a small percentage of it is sold but 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 yet there's this vast majority of the people who are buying the zero kind because that's really like all you need on most things right day hikes and that's pretty interesting you know a lot of a lot of people who live in the pacific northwest for example who are dealing with rain a lot more than i am but they're wearing their rain jackets from the car to the store and back and whatever you can get away with a c0 that's like i get that and even backpacking, even day hikes and stuff like that, you can probably get rid of, get away with a C zero. But if you're on a, if I'm out, way out there, away from everything, and it could be life threatening, I'm, I'm thinking that yeah, I'd, I'm willing. Sorry, fishies. <laughs> to destroy the world. I'm willing world. to, to, um, I would buy the C eight or whatever. But you should feel better about. First of all, nobody even knew this, right, until we started talking about it. But you'd be like, yeah, I don't feel as guilty buying a C8 because the 85% of the products sold on the market now are C0. C0 and every, the, the environment is in a much better shape now with all of these products. Oh, you'd have a lot of people, if they knew that, they would be, they'd be up in arms that you're being so selfish and... Uh, I don't know, I... I I think it's a I think it's a great move by the industry to try to find cleaner cleaner options. I'm not opposed to that. And you know, if all that is available in two years, three years is C zero DWRs, so be it. My only thing That's is fine. the first time I dealt with a rain jacket that wet out, I'm like, this thing doesn't work. Yeah, I, it was very. It's weird. Like I paid a lot of money for this. Right. Um, but I guess you're gonna have to. That may happen if you don't. You just, if you don't you just your need to every two seasons or something. You just need to kind of get reset your expectations to know that hey, I'm buying this waterproof rain jacket so that it, and I, and I just know ahead of time that if it rains, I'm getting soked. <laughs> <laughs> buying a waterproof rain jacket that's not oh that's not gosh. actually waterproof. Okay, interesting. No, I. I, I mean, I get where they're coming from, and I think the majority of people are gonna gonna agree. Hey, this is a this is good. You know, this is kind of where innovation happens when you've got a problem that you need to solve. In this case, you've got to protect the environment. We're gonna solve I, it. I, I got that. Okay, right. I don't know the next part though. <clears throat> so ice, the DJ revolves baby. it. Yeah. <laughs> rain, rain, baby. No. Oh, yes. Okay. All righty. So cool. Well, that's that's good to know, Chase. And I'm not opposed to to new technology to 
to try to protect the environment. And I hope that as they find this technology that's environmentally safe, and as that technology improves, we start to get back to where we get the protection of a of a high fluorocarbon DWR without the damage that that causes and, and stuff like that. Because I definitely... I love the environment, I like all the animals, I want to protect them, and I'm willing to go through uh, some discomfort in order to do that. Uh, but I, personally, if I'm, I don't want to die. <laughs> that's, well, that's good. Baby. Collaborate and listen. It's back with a brand new invention. Something's got to hold me tightly. Daily and nightly. I don't know. Um, the good news about this, it's not recording on the podcast, so you're just going to hear oh, Chase, It's not on the Chase podcast? Rapping. Oh, man. <laughs> well, Brandon... <laughs> well, now we just sound like morons. Brandon just played that, so I sing along. Right. That was great. <laughs> All right. Let's we'll just end it now. Okay, <laughs> let's put us out of our misery. Thanks for joining us for the podcast today. I hope you enjoyed uh, Chase's singing and... <clears throat> and a little bit of news of where the industry is going as it as concerning uh, concerning DWRs. Um, if you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and also share with your friends if you would. And also um, leave us a friendly review and uh, five star. Five star would be great. Um, check out gear30.com. That's spelled out G E A R T H I R T Y dot com uh, for deals on some of the best outdoor gear that you can find. And uh, I think that's it. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you on the next episode. See you out there.